Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan Jesse Go, we explore the origins of the Adams family, and Jordan suffers, well, let's call it a yoga injury. Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Oh, it's a beautiful day in Los Angeles. A beautiful Father's Day. Oh, thank Jesse, you. Jesse, happy Father, your first Father's Day. Thank you very much. I have conceived human life, mm-hmm. implanted it in my wife. She grew it to full term, so then you got, expelled it so from you between got her legs. A macaroni card. <laughs> oh no, that asshole kid did not do anything for me. Really? Yeah. Nothing. And we went to brunch. Okay. And did the he, whole time he, always, he acted he always like paid, it, right? No, he acted like it was his show. Oh, boy. Bye 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 bye. He's flapping his arms because he wants more yogurt bites. This asshole. Jeez, Lou. I cannot I, believe this I am this sorry, kid. man. Should we bring our guest into the mix here? <laughs> we sh- I mean, if it's not that asshole kid of yours. No, I, I... If that's the guest, I don't want anything to do with him. I certainly hope it's not the guest. <laughs> she, she certainly looks different from my son. Sure. Um, of course, you know her uh, from her many film and television roles. Uh, you know her as the co-host of How Did This Get Made? Uh, you know her as uh, past Jordan Jesse Go guest, Miss June Diane Raphael. Hello. Hi, June. How are you? Good. How are you? Happy Father's Day to you. Oh, thank you. You have that Father's Day radiance about you. Thank you very much. How I many love children Father's have you fathered? <laughs> you, you, you look like you've had a many. catch recently. <laughs> many. I love being a dad. (laughs) (laughs) It's very great. Did you did you get any macaroni cards today? No, my sister, my father just recently uh, suffered a. He's told he's one hundred percent fine, but went up to the sort of second floor of our attic. We have an attic, and then there's a there's a ladder. Okay, and he. Went up the ladder to the top, fell ten feet. Oh dear! Onto fell out of the ceiling, as my sister described it. Oh my! And um, couldn't move. Oof. And the firemen had to take him. They couldn't get him down the stairs because they didn't want to move him. So had to take him outside of our window in a basket and lower him down via a pulley system. A so, pulley system with yeah, a basket? Yeah. Like a delivery of fruit in exactly. a Brooklyn tenement. Exactly. <laughs> That's how like I think. Like a dumb waiter, yeah, but without the, and he, but outside the house. And he's fine. And he's totally fine. So did you send him like a fun, like a basket to commemorate that, like a fun gift basket? I feel really bad that I did been? not get a gift out this year. Okay. Edible I got arrangement? A car, I got a card out. That's right. That's... And I got a picture out in the card. And my sisters took him kayaking. Well, that's great. And I'm going to go in on that gift with them for however much that costs them. Okay. What does what a kayak I cost couldn't, these days? Well, it's sort of like a rent, it was a rental. Or, or I also couldn't afford it. And emotionally. And, and You're going to split the burden. Yeah. Right. I can see I just that. couldn't get it together. I have. I still don't understand how long it takes to get things places. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's hard for me to get... You're used to having a courier because of your Hollywood career. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I use, I'm used to just having everything messengered. Right. Um, but that wasn't possible. Do you guys get things messengered to you, by the way? 
no, I yeah, I had uh, the something we talked about when I was on June's podcast is I I had a few lines in a Sandra Bullock movie way back when, and that was the first and only thing I've ever had couriered to me was the script to that to that movie, and it felt great. What often I'm waiting for it to happen again. <laughs> what often happens to me is a show business type mm-hmm. will will book a guest. They'll say that they're sending that guest's show you know, on DVD or movie on DVD, they will not do it. We'll call them and say, hey, we haven't gotten it. And they'll be like, oh, right, I'll get that out right away. They'll not do it again. And then like the day of the interview, two hours beforehand, it will show up via messenger. Right. And that's like via messenger on like a bicycle. No, because this is not a bicycle messenger place. This is Los Angeles. These You're messengers right. You're right there in cars. They drive Geo Metros. <laughs> right, right, right. You're absolutely right. No, but I think it's one of those I think we were talking about this. It might have been in the episode that we that actually got deleted uh, uh-huh. recently, but we were talking about how good it feels like you feel like you've reached a point in your life or or a level of success when you can like you know pay the guys to move the couch or pay the guys to mount the tv i think that is how it works in show business is like it's a good feeling knowing that i can just have this messengered over a hundred bucks to send a dvd yes like i think it's a it's a it's a validation well but what i've started to do is i make a lot of use and i don't think other people do Mm -hmm. this and they should i make a lot of use out of my agency's mailroom Oh. So I will bring things over and say, can you FedEx this somewhere or two-day messenger it? Or I'll say – I'll go over and say I need three these three scripts printed out. Oh. Can you print them out on your paper so I don't have to use my ink? Do you think I, gotcha. I can – do you we think pay I can, these people, Do you think you I, can, I can go to my money. management with just a can of soup and say warm this <laughs> say, up? What can you do? <laughs> what can you do for this soup? <laughs> Can yeah, you warm absolutely. it up? Absolutely, you yeah. pay them money. Do you think? Do you think that after they do that, it'll have some pretty good heat on it? <laughs> I should, I should. Well, hopefully, hopefully it doesn't have buzz because that would mean there's bees in my soup, guys. You don't want buzz on your soup. You know what? I actually just yesterday returned from my first ever businessman trip, mm. um, which is to say, I've that's, gone. That's on... when you go to a motel and fuck your secretary, <laughs> yes. right? That's if I'm. Yes, and I've recommended, yeah. recommended. <laughs> I had to hire the secretary first. Sure. But it was worth it. Worth it. every penny, it I'm was sure. Worth every and penny. I saw pictures of Dan. He's very handsome. <laughs> yeah, he's a handsome guy. Um, I have gone on business trips before. Mm-hmm. Like, I have gone to uh, public radio conferences. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, have, we have traveled together to do shows sure. and so forth. But those aren't real business trips. Now, I did go on a business trip to Public Radio International in Minneapolis early this year. But that was a public radio business trip, which is sort of a different thing. Um, because it's just – it doesn't have the glitz, the glamour that you've come to associate sure. with Well, you don't fuck your secretary. Marriott. You fuck Terry Gross. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> which, you know, I mean it's – it can be a challenge even to get it up for that. <laughs> And just kidding. she's a beautiful woman. She's a beautiful woman. Gorgeous. Um, and the this business trip, a guest who'd been on Bullseye runs MTV News, recommended me to MTV's consulting company. MTV has a consulting company. So that means that they just they, they, they work with MTV to try to figure out how to. No, they work with outside companies to give them the MTV edge. Isn't that wild? Wow. Do they just I'm so surprised they would outsource that. I know. But you would think Kurt Loder would want to do all that personally. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, well, it, that's the thing. Okay, so they, so they have this consulting company that goes to other companies and teaches them how to be cool like MTV is, I, mostly, I guess. And um, I, as a media innovator, was chosen sure. to participate on this panel in Detroit for a major automobile manufacturer. I won't say which one. The major automobile manufacturer. And uh, it was a real business trip because I wasn't like, I have no time to do anything. So I was like, do I really want to fly to Detroit to do this gig? And I said, well, you can pay me these thousands of dollars to do it. And I wrote in the email, fly me all nice, which I thought meant just don't give me an overnight flight. In my mind, I'm thinking that means just don't give me and fly me out of Burbank if you can. Like yeah, that Burbank, that Burbank's terms. a nice airport. I got an email right away, no problem, and we'll get those business class tickets for you. Nice. So not only did I fly both ways, business class. From Burbank? It, uh, this was from LAX. However, they provided a car to take Wonderful. me to LAX. Oh, yeah. Wonderful. And back from LAX. Because then you're fine. Fine to fly out of LA. Sure. I rode in. You don't got a park. I rode in a town car more times in the last three days than I had in the whole rest of my life combined. Mm-hmm. Oh, because the rest of my life combined, what are we looking at? We're looking at my prom, one of my proms. I may have taken the bus to one of my proms. That's also <laughs> possible. Number two. That was sad prom, right? <laughs> uh, number two, I think. Um, uh, one time when I interviewed Stephen Colbert on behalf of the Apple Com- Computer Corporation, they gave me a town car from uh, from JFK. But this was the kind of town car where they don't have a sign that has your name on it. They just circle. Circle around and you have to yeah, look for the number. Yeah, and you have to look yeah. for the number, which sucks. It's terrible. It's the same. It's not even as good as taking a cab. If there's no guy with a sign, what's the point? Now, do you make small talk with your town car driver? Did I ever. Oh, man alive. I had a grand old time talking to my various town car drivers because I had town cars to each of the events and back also. And there were two events. So that's four town cars one day. And then two That's town four cars. delightful chit-chats. And then two on each of the other days because of to and from the airports, I got town car rides. So that is – that's Four. That's eight town car rides I took. That's a lot of town car rides. I know. I have been in more town cars than that, but that's just because I get drunk when I visit Brooklyn. (laughs) (laughs) Those aren't the same town cars, though. Those are the side. They're closer class operations, right? Those are like 93 town cars. (laughs) I've been in those town cars. I choose this to believe because I'm a huge success. (laughs) Those are town cars where they like roll down the windows at night in the winter because it Helps keep the wind the windshield from fogging up. Yeah, and the leather split on all the seats. Yeah, yeah that's, and they don't mind experience. if I lay down. Um, <laughs> one one of my town car one of my town car drivers was a very nice man. He was like a sixty-ish African American guy. He was telling me different stuff, and we're just driving down this street in a suburb of Detroit. And he slows to a crawl, and I realize that he is totally accidentally just openly staring at a woman walking on the sidewalk. But, like, he's not doing it as, like, uh, he's he not, like... Slow down the car? It's not like a wolf whistle. <laughs> but he just started looking, and he knew, something inside his mind knew, that if he is off access, if his line of sight is not on the road, he shouldn't be driving fast. So he, like, took his foot off the gas to look over his shoulder at wow. this lady. And, um, and, and he said, oh, he said the most wonderful thing. He said, like, uh, he said... He said, he said, 
Well, when I was younger, I did all kinds of things with all my juices and whatnot. And then he said, and then he said, but, you know, these days I still look once in a while. And they said, I don't undress. I just look. I'm a married I man. I am so upset right now. He said, I is it the so don't undress? June, is it the juices? It's the juices, absolutely. <laughs> but it's also I don't he undress. Was, what, what does that mean? He means that he will look at a lady, but he doesn't mentally undress her. Okay, I feel a lot better. <laughs> I feel a whole lot better. Really. Yeah, I mean, when he was younger, when he saw a pretty lady, he'd he take, would undress. He'd Absolutely. take all his clothes. He's like, well. I thought he would take all of his clothes. And then just tip his hat, madam. <laughs> well, a, no. man, a man who's slowing down, though. Like, but he that's, wasn't. That's but, kind of a creepy move. Yeah, that's like he's thing, going though. to grab. Yeah. Like he's going to get out and I want to make this absolutely clear. Good abbreviation of uncomfortable, by the <laughs> way. Because I said this, but I want you to know that I really mean it. He was not slowing down in the way that someone slows down because they're about to wolf whistle. Or abduct. Yeah, or abduct or whatever. It was really, it was the same kind of slowing down that people do as they drive past accidents on the freeway because they're nervous they're going to crash. Um, it was right. that. Like it was something where. It was a where safety precaution. He was, a, he was an older gentleman. He was 60-ish. And he only has one and a half, let's say one and a half tracks in his mind. <laughs> and so what happened is when two-thirds of his mind got occupied by a pretty lady that he'd seen, then he was only left with half a mind to drive, but he's a safe, safety-first type dude, sure. so he slowed to half speed. I, I, I mean, okay. I just can imagine being that woman and... I don't think she saw. Okay. So she was just... Yeah, she's just walking down the street. You know, it was was no, there was no, um, it's difficult for me to to characterize this other than just simply to say that he was not being creepy. So he was not really leering Was he shade tipping? He was not shade tipping. Okay. This was not uh, the movie poster of a movie that came out in 1989. Okay. So you're, you're saying it was more a look of appreciation. It was like a, it was a look of interest. Okay. Well, I think I think I think it's just like it's if you just saw one a of cute those... dog, or <laughs> right. it wasn't like that a, you wanted oh, to fuck like right. a cute dog. You wanted that to you wanted to get your juices all over. Give it to. Well, he doesn't want to get his juices all over. No, that's I why believe, he doesn't. I that's why he, he doesn't undress. Saying, though, but I believe what he was saying was that he doesn't have any juices to get all over. No, what he was saying was that when he was a younger man, he was frisky and single. Now he's a grown man who's an adult, and it's okay for him to look at a pretty girl and see that she's pretty, but he's not going to try and undress her in his mind because that would be immoral. What was your response? I said, yeah. (laughs) Yep. You know. One of these, like, ah. No, but I mean, I really sympathize. He was being like, so sweet. I, like, June, I, like, I realize to, a, you know, to a, to a woman walking on the street, if, if a guy slows down or if you, if you a notice car. a guy. Ooh. Yeah, if you notice a guy. You know, staring for too long, it's creepy. But sometimes that, like, you know, that animal part of your brain takes over and you don't know you're doing it till you're doing it. Yeah. Like, I feel like I've slowed down for women and looked and like, well, look at yourself, asshole. But but yeah, it's just this thing that happens and then you have to process it later. I'll give you an analogous situation, June. I have a dog 
um, who is super sexy. <laughs> no, I have a dog who is a terrier mix. And she if I am sitting if I'm sitting with my legs crossed and I'm sort of like flicking my toe, she will stare at it because it looks like a squirrel or whatever. Right. And if I keep flicking my toe, she will just attack it. And not viciously, she just cannot keep her mind from doing right. that thing. And then as soon as she attacks it, she will realize it's my foot and then feel bad about it because she loves me and I'm the person who gives her food. And that's why you attack women at night sometimes <laughs> behind the Safeway. Yeah, exactly. I mean, right, I so feel bad I about understand. it after, but they give me food, you know? Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> that's why I feel bad. I just bad. have to say, I know my experience in L.A. is very different from my experience. When I lived in New York... I would get extremely upset with catcalls, sexual mm-hmm. harassment on the street because it's just so pervasive there and it's such a pedestrian culture that you're just in – you're with the yeah. people all the time. And here in L.A. In it's LA, just Brett Ratner. It's just Brett Ratner and that's fine by me. Because <laughs> he's great. Right. I mean the Rush Hour films, we all love those. No, right. sorry. You were making a point and no, then I wanted to make a No, just that I actually feel like I, I would engage in New York, which – Looking back now, I probably if I lived there now I wouldn't do. Yeah, but I was I had so much rage anyway. Oh, so you like that I would you actually would say like, hey, what? what why yeah, would you like do don't that? say that. Yeah. And, and by the you way, were more I'm of sure a riot girl. Then. I was more of a riot girl, <laughs> a righteous babe, right? If you will. <laughs> good pull. Good but, pull. Let's. You had dreadlocks <laughs> good, and yeah. double sole exactly, Doc Martens. Exactly. Eighteen hole knee high Doc Martens. And by the way, I'm sure Bratmobile. God Sorry. forbid if I reach a point in my life where the comments stop that I'll yeah. be equally devastated. Right. You know? Of course. But I would definitely try – I would say – I would talk back and say, please don't say that to me and that's incredible. And I would do it in a very grandma way. Like I remember saying a number of times – You called them sunny. Yeah. And I would say that's very inappropriate. Oh. That's very wow. – like that was – for whatever reason, that was sure. what came out of me constantly. Living in L.A., I have sensed a relief of just on a day-to-day basis, I don't feel as angry because of that reason. Because you don't appear in public. Yes. Yeah. And because I wear a burqa. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. And that's great. It's very, probably yeah. very liberating for look, you. People you guys, see those when as you oppressive. look like I do – Seriously, it's a huge cross to bear. Yeah, it's either it's an enormous cross. To it's bear. either hoots and hollers or burkas. Exactly. That's why so I wear. A burka. I wish I had more choices. I'm sick of people <laughs> hooting at my tits. Mm. I feel like I get more hoots when I wear the burka. Really? Yeah. Well, you have cut the butt out of your burka. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it just your your nude butt sticks right. out it's of the like back a chaps of your burka. burka. Sure, yeah. I, I wore it for pride. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. June Diane Raphael. You can make up a nickname if oh, you I want to. I forgot about no, that. No, you, you don't have to, but you can if you want to. You can think about okay, it. Okay, let me we'll think just about do it the then. next segment. We'll yeah, just we'll do just it. do it. I totally it. forgot about it. Look, the next time around, we'll do it, and you can make up your own Okay. Name. Okay? Fantastic. Okay. okay. Are you happy with that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Those are fun voices. <laughs> oh, this man. This is where I try out all my voices, right? Yeah. All no, my different voices. Yeah. I mean, this this can be your SNL reel okay, if you want right. to. Like, so if great, you want to have, like, impressions or right, characters. Right, because they take audio reels, too. Yeah. I mean, wonderful. They're mainly concerned with audio <laughs> at that show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lorne, Lorne loves audio. 
That's why Nichols and May are on there right. so often. <laughs> um, you know, Jude, I have I have delighted in your work on the Smash Internet Television program, Burning Love. Oh, I think the tagline of which is the most romantic web series that will ever be. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I believe it is. It's uh, God. This is I. I. I'm with Jesse on this. This is so unbelievably funny, and you're so unbelievably funny in it. It's it's a parody of like The Bachelor, right? Yes. Um. Yeah. It is. I mean, I think that it's there's it's already so insane that I think it's a, a challenge to parody it. You know, sure. because the show itself is really like bananas and. I don't know if you've noticed this. It's a detail that I'm obsessed with. That all the contestants, or mo- the majority of the contestants, on the actual on the show, Bachelor, no, on our uh, okay. parody, yeah. on Burning Love, are dental hygienists. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did notice that there was more than one. Yes. There's a ton of them. Yeah. Uh, um, so this is—it's so funny. I feel like I've been hearing so much about the show, The Bachelor, and it—it it seems to me that I guess I associated The Bachelor with. Like the first wave of reality shows, like there was, you know, Survivor, Survivor and Big Brother, and, and yeah. but I guess those two are still around too. But I feel like more and more I hear like my peers talking about The Bachelor. Like I had a big conversation with Griffin McElroy of My Brother, My Brother, and Me talking up The Bachelor to me, and this is not a guy that you would assume would watch a reality TV show, but but they are. I kind of wanted to ask you. If you watched the show yes, before sir. the parody show, yes, it did. And why? Why this is something that people are talking about more than sixteen and pregnant and Big Brother and that other kind of thing? I don't know. I mean, I did watch it before and loved it. I mean, I I feel terrible about watching reality TV, but at the same time, it's like I also feel like as an actor, it there's something about it that's so. It's incredible to watch people behaving like this. And I know everybody says, oh, they're performing for the cameras. Sure. I actually don't think that they are. Okay. I think that the situations therein are heightened, but I don't think it's – I think the reactions are actually pretty honest. I don't think there's a performance element to okay. it. I think it's it, – that that's real. Um and it's f- just amazing and fascinating to watch. I mean, The Bachelor is, of course, the premise is insane that these people would fall in love after three dates. But surrounded the- by a giant television crew. Yes, surrounded by television and and many hot tubs. Um, but I don't know. At the same time, I do get why they think they're falling in love. Yeah. Because they're... By the way, from what I've heard, they don't let these women out of the house. Uh-huh. So, and they don't have access to any media. Like, they don't give them books. So they don't give them. They don't let them urinate. They don't let them urinate. <laughs> so, it's, June, if you're say, if 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 I want to find a woman to fall in love with, I should just lock her in a house. I mean, it's not a bad idea, and that will heighten her. It's not a bad idea because when you come out, yeah, she's gonna be super psyched. To see, to see a you. human. Here's how you do it. <laughs> Slow down your town car. <laughs> uh, right. Get my juices ready. Right. Prepare my male juices. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, and you were telling us outside that you are in a Bachelor Fantasy League. I've started a Bachelor Fantasy League that I am the commissioner of. Now, I congratulations. I want to say something here, which is that... I regularly appear on our friends the Sklar Brothers podcast, Sklar Bro Country, as the fantasy expert. Um, And this is at least as ridiculous as the made-up fantasy leagues 
that I write in my parody segments on this comedy podcast. (laughs) But this is in real life. Well, look, all I can say is people are having a great time. Our last winner was Danielle Schneider, who you may Mm -hmm. know from various uh, film and TV. Yes, Mm -hmm. The World of Jokes. Um, She won Ben's season. And the way we play it, is we pick, much like I'm sure Sports Fantasy League, we pick our players in the beginning mm-hmm. of after the first episode. Now, do you do this in a rotation draft or an auction draft? We just do, no. The way we play it is any, you can play whoever you want to play. I can pick whatever bachelorette I want to pick. Now, each week, though, there are new, and there's a long series of questions with a certain amount of I already points. have beef with how you're running this thing. <laughs> Look, so everybody could just pick the Barry Bonds of Bachelor? Yes, you can. But you also have to pick your final Bachelor or Bachelorette who you mm-hmm. think is going to win. And then each week, which is how I think it's different because we don't do the trading, but each week we have a series of questions. Who's going to go home? What's going to happen this week? We've been writing pastiches of just like, what do you think Chris Harrison's going to say to this? And then we'll have a celebrity judge come on and so judge everybody. So it's, so it's as much fan fiction as it Absolutely. is. As it is One fantasy. week, everybody took a picture of themselves impersonating a bachelorette and the bet, you know. Are you they, they pitching this as a reality show? I think it's a great idea. <laughs> I mean, maybe like, you know how after The Walking Dead... Chris Hardwick comes on for The Talking Dead and just right. kind of wraps up the episode. Maybe you guys can have some sort of Bachelor post I mean, there's game. a lot to unpack. I, there's clearly, a lot to unpack clearly. there. Um, and uh, so how are you doing this year? I'm not doing great. You also, every week, there are usually two challenges a week, and your players are potentially scoring points every week based on the series of questions we send out in the beginning. Mm-hmm. For you so, and other teams, which is a fundamental flaw. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. You're right. But see, what you usually try to do from the first episode is pick both the train wreck and the person who's going to stick around the longest. Mm-hmm. So the train wreck is usually going to um, be the winner of a lot of our initial plays, like who's going to get in the first fight with Emily and, you know, something like that. Okay. And that's worth a certain amount of points. But you also have every single week you can double down on your answers. <laughs> So you can either score double the points or you can lose double the points. Okay. So, Jesse, as a guy who has played fantasy sports for a long time, how would you set this up to where it's more kosher? Because it seems like. You got a lot to say over there. I'm uncomfortable. The part that makes me uncomfortable is that it sounds like you're you're just filling out a slate. You know, initially like, you are yes, and though part of the part of the <laughs> point of a fantasy sports league is that you're when you get uh, someone, someone else doesn't get them. That they're scarce commodities. I see what you're saying. So, so, y- well, yeah, but the problem with that is that every week someone gets voted off. So you're saying if we chose our bachelorette just one or two in the beginning, and both of them were voted off. I mean, they could both be voted off in the first week. Yeah, then you chose poorly. Then you chose poorly and that's it. How many people are on The Bachelor? 
Well, they start off it's about with, five, six hundred, right? <laughs> like your major league baseball. <laughs> they pick a state, yeah, basically, and then everyone, every one of the opposite sex in that state is. I believe they she... start off with twenty-five contestants the first night. And how three many te- limo? How many teams have three you got? Limos in your full of, how many people could fit in three limos? Exactly, twenty-five. So it's twenty-five normal people or six hundred clowns. <laughs> the Clown Bachelor was my favorite season. <laughs> they shot that one at the gathering of the juggalos. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, so how many people are in your league? How many people are drafting? Well, some some couples play together. Um, sexy. I, Paul and I don't. We play separately on separate teams. Also sexy. <laughs> <laughs> this is all sexy. <laughs> um, I would say we have about... Eight teams playing this season. So if there's 25 people and there's eight teams, then everybody could have three people on their team. So if they're, if someone gets kicked off in the first week, they still got two people left. Yeah, the, this is – look, I'm, I'm listening and I'm hearing what you're saying. Okay, <laughs> I'm hearing you. Don't I'm give me you. your – don't give what I guess me what your I'm saying, though, is therapy the way- <laughs> session language. Don't well, reflect I'm my hearing, thoughts for what, hearing it, what it what it seems like is maybe you're saying that yes it's it's it, there's an it's it's imperfect there's an it, it's imperfect to pick these people because part of part of these types of shows is people getting eliminated so is so the way yes June well <laughs> I just raised my hand yes but the 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 main part of our play is in the week to week of it all so okay. you're choosing every week who you think Emily's going to send home who you think Brad's going to send home from last season okay so it's really more Emily gets to send people home Emily's the Bachelorette this season they switch genders every year oh do they right every year switch genders. Yeah. Okay. There's usually a bachelor season and a bachelorette. Now, usually what happens is the runner-up to whatever season who didn't win, when it comes down to the final two, will then become either the bachelor or bachelorette. Okay. But I think it seems like to, to kind of make so up for these— So that enables what we call keeper leagues. <laughs> <laughs> so to make up for these well, discrepancies, these kind of creative things come into play. The exactly. who's going to fight to take a picture of yourself. Picture like of yourself. these things, these seems kind of fill in the gaps. And right. the celebrity judges, how do they play into this? Well, they choose—we don't—we do it anonymously. Well, except for the pictures, obviously. But usually when we do—when people write pastiches or something like that, mm-hmm. then a celebrity judge will come in and read— Read everyone's when, and when, choose. When you say celebrity judge, you're talking about Weird Al Yankovic? Just our friends, yeah. Mm-hmm. Basically just yeah, Weird basically Al Yeah, basically Weird Al. Yeah. How drunk are you while this is going on? <laughs> oh, I'm stone cold sober. I take it very wow, seriously. Wow, okay. You don't want to impede year there your was, performance. Last year there was a bit of a problem when, during Ben's season because two of our players – said that they were out to drinks with some ABC executives. This is while the season was still going on. And that they had heard, and we were only a few episodes in, and that they had heard who the final three were. Wow. And they came to me. That is sexy. (laughs) And they told me outright, which I really appreciate. Secrets are sexy. And I unfortunately had to tell them that they could no longer Mm. play. Now, I was able to devise a few challenges that I felt that they could fairly play in. Okay. Um... But there are some tough calls that I like. Have to who make. can give the commissioner the biggest bribe challenge? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. You know, these are the responsibilities that I have. So, do you do the tabulations yourself, or yep. do you farm that out to a, a CBS <laughs> to my agency? Line? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I do it all myself. Is this and is this like if someone, if our listeners wanted to play this, would is there like do you have your rules online? Is this something you could? Make available um, to people? I could if people are interested, absolutely. 
I mean, this is something that I would consider selling as an ebook, a Kindle single. Mm-hmm. I do hear what you're saying, though, and I'm thinking about it for next for next season. So you're saying we would just you choose everybody would get a shot at all the players based on the first episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, here's the problem with that, though, Jesse. They do teasers where you see certain bachelors mm. at the end of. So maybe we'd have to do it. That makes maybe them more we'd valuable. have to do sort of a well, yeah, of course, but. We would Those have to do it rounders. all in person. Yeah, first rounders. Yeah, I'm all telling right. you. Yeah, no, 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 no. I hear it. And then you can trade. And that's where the fun comes in. Go the waiver wire. I don't know who would be on the waiver wire. No, I don't know. I don't know any of this. Yeah. This is all foreign foreign terminology. Sorry. I started talking sports about sports. So stuff how much, how many. Jordan spaced out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's usually how that goes. Uh, how many more How many more episodes of The Bachelor are there this season? Well, we're on... Uh, or The Bachelorette, or the, excuse me. The Bachelorette, we're about... Where you are now. Or Game of Thrones. Game See, of Thrones. Here's the, pro- here's the great thing about The Bachelorette this season, Emily Maynard, who's just a doll. She has a daughter, Ricky Jr., and none of the bachelors. Which is a daughter named Ricky Jr. Yeah, because you were. This She's, is also something well, you were she had this earlier. child with Ricky Lake. <laughs> yeah. Her fiance Ricky, I don't know his last name, died in a plane crash many okay. years ago, and she found out at the day after he perished in this horrible plane crash. She found out she was pregnant. So Ricky Jr. is her daughter, who none of the bachelors have met yet. Do they know now, that the, the daughter exists? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And that'd she's, be a fun like surprise for actually, episode eight. It's been, it's been an interesting season because she's not afraid to ask the tough questions. I mean, yeah. she's okay. like a hardcore mama bear. So on these first dates, that's sexy. It is sexy. She's asking like point blank. Yeah, are, are you, you okay? Are you good with like, kids? Yeah, yeah. Are you okay with staying in every night? Like she's putting them to the test. Sure. Now. It was really uncomfortable because two episodes ago, we heard one of the guys essentially say, you know, Emily's great. She's beautiful. She's gorgeous. Very sweet. She has a lot of baggage. Mm. Wow. Now she doesn't know we heard this. Okay. So we're watching these things go on. Sure. And um, it'll be interesting to see how it all pans out. So there's a little bit of dramatic irony oh, going on. Yeah, absolutely. We, know, we in the audience know something that the now, participants don't Now, this doesn't compare to what happened to the last Bachelorette, Ashley Herbert, mm-hmm. because she had a guy, oh my God, it was so upsetting, on her season who was blatantly saying during his testimonials, I'm not attracted to her. She's uh, She's ugly. And but he won. No, he didn't win. But she was head over heels in love with oh, him. Boy. Oh, and boy. she's saying during her testimonials, "I just love him. The connection we have, I don't understand." That sounds it's like a lot of crazy. Yeah. I mean, it was really. Um, so then, how did she, how did she suss it out? Um, did he, he disqualify said himself? To her, I'm trying. Do you to get remember. like a million dollars in addition to true love? Oh, heavens no. There's no money. There's no money? <laughs> There's no money. Actually, Natasha Legero has a great line in Burning Love. I don't know if it's aired yet. Yeah. Where she gets kicked off and she's like, um, oh, God. Oh, you just spo- – no, she is not – as a oh, watcher, shit. as someone who watches the new episode of Burning Love every Monday when it oh, comes out no. and who's surprisingly emotionally invested <laughs> in these fake characters – he just ruined something for Especially me. Especially Dr. Ken as ballerina. As ballerina. As ballerina. I'm so sorry. He gets sorry. kicked off in the first one. So that's not that's okay. Continue. She has well, a great line. Well, she says <laughs> she takes the blow pretty well and yeah. um with a lot of grace and dignity. Sure. Uh and then she says to the camera, she's like, So where do I get when do I get paid? Like where do I pick up yeah. that check? 
And they're like, oh, oh, God, no, there's there's no money in this. Yeah. It's just a wonderful moment that she plays incredibly well. But, yeah, nobody gets paid money. Okay. But the what thing is – What do you is, get? Well, here's what you get and here's the truth of it is that a lot of people I think now go on the show to potentially promote their business mm-hmm. and to – that's why you see a lot of The Bachelor singing on their way out of the limo with their guitars. Oh, OK. And sure, sure. So they're trying to get their, their brands and all that out there. Um, and, and a lot then, of guys talking about drywall, how exactly. good they are at hanging drywall. And- well, that was one of our challenges I think last week was just how many times you're going to hear the word dude. OK. And people just, you know – Say dude a lot. There's a lot of dudes. Okay. But after the show is over, there's a whole sort of world where these people get paid a lot of money to go to parties, to go to different events. Mm, Okay. So there is actually – they can make a lot of money when these things are over. Sure. They don't make any money on the show. You know, you fly out to Salt Lake City. You go to Club Sapphire for a night. Okay. You don't get drunk because they don't have that there. Right, exactly. <laughs> or it's very hard to get drunk because they yeah. have a special uh, apparatus on the liquor bottle so you can't pour more than the allotted amount. That's or something about shot. Utah. Yeah. Um, so how do, you, how do you act like one of these contestants? Like what's the what's, – what, what would you say is the defining like, like performance characteristic that you have to bring to it? Oh, man. Maybe no. I meant might be a, that might be Are I might there, be asking too much about they, the process. Know. Do they fall into do they fall into categories year after year? I've literally never seen the show. Yeah, they do. I mean, there's always one that's just like completely insane, like off. Sure. Like not not well. I mean, two years ago there was a woman who was crazy, and she woke up one morning with a black eye, unexplained. <laughs> Nobody ever got to the bottom of it. Great. It's just like weird stuff is going on sure. in this house. Um. And then there's there's always the one who's way too forward with him, and the other girls hate. And there's the sweet one. There's you, the one. See, you mean the slutty one? Yeah, the slutty one. Yeah, right. The slutty one. Yeah, yeah. And I guess I didn't want to say that. Yeah, well, I said word. it. Sure. Yeah, you did. I mean, I slowed down the car first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you weren't. You didn't say it full, full of full, full with juices. No, you weren't full of juices. My when juices you were have saying been it. have been drained. Sure, like a boil. Yeah. <laughs> By the medical treatment of marriage, <laughs> a loving There's marriage. There's also always the one who I think senses early on that she's not going to be the girl mm-hmm. but just wants to stay and so she befriends him or her. Okay. And so her whole like game is like we're we're buddy-buddy. Sure. You know, and I'm going to tell you sort of the inside scoop. I know you're not that into me but this is at least what I have to offer. Right. And that makes me sad for them. I'm sure there is some sort of algorithm that – you know, that an entertainment agent has out there somewhere. If you are on a reality show, if you stay on for eight episodes versus ten episodes, here's your oh, sure. your price at Club Sapphire in Salt Lake City. Like, here's how it goes up and down based sure. on your, your screen time. Well, and there was a woman, I think, a couple seasons ago who was caught sleeping with just, like, a cameraman. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So this, this is what happens. Yeah. It's not the yeah. same black eye one. No, different one. Okay. Different one. Different. Yeah, I mean, they're all sad characters, you guys. I mean, to, but although when I see someone like Emily Maynard, and I'm I'm starting to develop real feelings for her, she's oh. romantic. Like feelings. the characters and like the guys on the show. Yeah. You are. I'm like, she's a wonderful person. She seems like a very nice person who 
does have her head on straight and okay. has a wonderful relationship with her daughter and does seem to genuinely find love. I mean, maybe I'm being, you know, I haven't felt that about every one of them. Sure. So, you know, we'll see how it all pans out. But the, the crazy thing about the guys, though, for the women who are on the show, it's like the men, to be able to take off that amount of time. <laughs> right. Yeah. How, how long does okay. it take to shoot one of these things? <laughs> a long time. I mean, yeah. that's like a six-week commitment. So for you to be t- able to take off six weeks from your job at any given point. You're either very successful or, or very un- not successful. Yeah. What do the people on the show do? Um, the ladies, there are a lot of dental hygienists. The hygienists. There are a lot of like sales reps. <laughs> Just like right. nebulous job. Yeah, consultants. Event marketing. Yeah, exactly. Like words that you don't under- – yeah, there's no – be funny it if doesn't just get awful like, specific. Blackmailer. <laughs> What's weird though? This season, there's a grain merchant and a mushroom farmer. Oh, on Emily's season. What? So. Yeah. <laughs> a mushroom. Well, maybe farmer? Th- maybe that's why they can take all the time off. Maybe it's off. I don't know when is prime season right, for mushrooms, but maybe just. In I want to the... get into that. I want to get into that like showrunner meeting where they were deciding between. Mushroom farmer and just leaving it at farmer. <laughs> like, yeah, we should really, I don't know. Let's get specific, yeah, guys. You guys. Specifics. <laughs> Show, don't tell. It's just one of the key tenets of storytelling. You got to get the deets in there. Or, the telling I mean, details. Or just before that, like, like okay, well, we, we've got, the, we've got the, the table full of headshots laid out and we're picking like, oh, uh, this guy, uh, he's he's he fronts a hair metal band, or he's a singer songwriter. This guy's a mushroom farmer. I'm sure they kicked out some very nice singer songwriters, right? For their that fun. mushroom farmer it was also pretty heartbreaking this year because there was a guy on Emily's season. He he's no longer there, but he recently had a very serious brain injury. Okay, I mean very serious. He fell off the roof of his house, and I mean he wasn't well when he came on the show. Uh-huh. He was very open about it, but. He had in one of the He's, challenges he had to do stand up comedy, which is always something that they do. They always have to do stand up and try to roast the bachelor and bachelorette. It always goes horribly mm-hmm. wrong. And he You guys in your show did that at the John Lovitz Comedy Club, yeah, I noticed. <laughs> it was pretty fantastic. But he um got very upset and couldn't do it and basically said, I don't I don't have all my verbal skills back yet and um I don't feel comfortable doing this. Yes. It's, it's, it's this comedy is was dark and upsetting. Yeah, this sounds like a nightmare. Wow. His just stand-up comedy was uh, so. You notice cake is sweet, <laughs> and then it's nothing. Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, well, good luck. Good luck in your in your rotisserie. League. Do you Thank have you so much. now? Traditionally, in rotisserie baseball, uh, you you have your team name is a pun on your surname. Or at least a, or, or at the very least, a silly name. Well, well, what was yours when you were playing fantasy baseball? I don't. I don't it's I been a long time. I think I had the marvelous Thornberries, named after a baseball player named Marvelous Marv Thornberry. Okay, famous baseball player, and I remember I had a. F- friend named Evan Hulka, and his team was named the Hulka Hulka Burning Loves. That's fun. Um, you you know, were never like thorn in your side. You didn't go... Well, because the idea is that in order for the pun to really work, mm-hmm. it has to have a team name aspect. So in your right. side is oh, not... Okay. So the thorn in your sides is the not... thorns yeah. in your sides. No, exactly. yeah, you're right. It doesn't yeah. work. It doesn't work. So 
I don't know. I mean, I guess what I'm saying is you're you're playing with a prof- with a bunch of professional comedians. <laughs> well, we have. It's interesting. Some people. We, well, my team name is the Ghost of Ricky Senior. Uh huh. Um, because <laughs> he died in a plane he's, crash. He's, he's passed yeah. on. Erica, of his tragic passing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Erica Oyama. And how much respect you have for his widow. <laughs> Erica Oyama's team name, and she's the creator and writer of Burning Love, is um, a daddy for Ricky Jr. Uh-huh. Paul Shear's team name is R-I-P-C-K-Y. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember others. There's a lot of like, you know, um, here for the right reasonators and that type, that type right. of thing. Because that's that's everyone's point for themselves on these shows is that right, exactly. everyone else Everyone's is here, here for fame. Yeah. I'm here for the right I'm reasons. I'm here for the right reasons. I don't want any drama. I don't right. want to no go drama. there. I don't want to have this conversation <laughs> right now. That's a huge tenet of reality shows. Like, I don't want to do this right now. Right. I don't want – I can't believe she's bringing this up here right. tonight. <laughs> now? Yeah. This show is supposed to be boring. <laughs> This is just There's nice so, people hanging yeah. around. Everybody I can't believe so there would be drama. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, people do act surprised being... oh, when drama comes shocked. up. Does The yeah. Bachelor pick which bachelorettes win? Absolutely. It's not like a voting thing where people text who they marry. No, it's not like American Idol. They choose, the, well, they choose each week who's getting a rose and who's not. Mm-hmm. Now, getting a when... rose in this case means. Well, it's a, no, it's, you, a, it's an actual rose. It's an oh. actual rose. Yeah, that's how you know you move on. Gotcha. Yeah, in I Burning Love, that you... meant hard on or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, that too, I'm sure. Right. Yeah. They it's... all choose. I mean, you can tell. It's a, it's fascinating to watch because they, they always choose the people. The last, on one of their last dates, when it's down to the final two, Chris Harrison, the host of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, gives them a key to the fantasy suite. Now, they can choose to spend the night together in the fantasy suite. The cameras oh. don't follow them in there. Is there some sort of cheeky, like, moment where they close the door yeah, in the camera's face? Yeah, they close the door. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, Emily Maynard, when she was on Brad Womack's season um, and she was a contestant, she didn't want to go to the fantasy suite because she had Ricky Jr. at home and she felt like it was going to set a really bad example for Ricky Jr. Plus, <laughs> so. she's not into that Star Trek shit that he was into. Exactly. Right. In the fantasy suite. <laughs> yeah. So not everyone goes. I will but... not put on the wharf head. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. She said. She might be getting – I mean, she was proposed to the next day. Yeah. So to me, that's pretty crazy, though, to accept a, an engagement ring from someone and Wait, not so know. she was proposed to and then she said yes? She did say yes. Well, then how come she's back looking for a new love? It didn't work out, Jesse. <laughs> I think there's only – What do you only, mean? <laughs> I think there's only But one. television is so beautiful. Dude, are you saying true love isn't real and we should all just give up? Calm down. Should I get a divorce? <laughs> Only one couple out of the, I don't know, like 12 seasons they've done is still together. Oh. Only not one. Not a great track record. Not a great tra- And not only that, but Chris Harrison is the host and is our, you know, everyman on the show sure. and the eyes and ears of the audience. <laughs> just the recently, Greek chorus. Yeah, the Greek chorus. Just recently got divorced. Oh, dear. From his wife? Yeah, <laughs> from his wife. Guys. So, oh, I be- When we stepped into this Nightmare Recording Cube... I believed in love. And now I don't know. I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. I know. Oh, jeez. Yeah, the numbers aren't great. The numbers aren't great. I mean, if, well, anyway, 
Well, look, we'll, we'll yeah, be we're back. We're just going to collect our <sighs> beliefs from off the floor. We'll be back in just a second on, on Jordan Jessica. Jordan, Jesse, go. Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. June Dan Raphael, righteous babe. Hey, guess what? This podcast supported by Bing, making search social. You can use Bing to include results from both the web at large and also social media sites like Facebook and Twitter. It pulls content both from people you know and from experts. You can learn more online at bing.com. Bing is for doing. We'll be back in just a second. Jordan Jesse Go, I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Shunda Ann Rayfield, drama free. (laughs) (laughs) No drama. 100%. She hates drama, drama, hates fake people. I hate it. Yeah. Uh, Guys, can I? I had a couple of. Etiquette questions come up in my life recently. I know you guys are both known for your social graces. So can I – would you guys mind helping me with a couple of etiquette things? You start with the fork that's on the outside. Great. That was it. And each, <laughs> each, each, uh, each time they you serve new food, in. you work your way in. Okay. Do you guys want to talk – should we just talk about 16 and pregnant now? Because <laughs> <laughs> that was it. It was a fork question. Uh, no, one is – it is a dining question. Um, I was at a restaurant sitting on the patio, and this is kind of a bench-style situation. These are long tables with benches on this patio. Um, I don't like those. Me neither. I don't like it when I go to a restaurant and, it, and they it want forces me to, you to be share social. Ju- yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Fuck that. Okay. Yeah, if I wanted a communal dining experience- it'd... You would go to camp. Yeah, yeah, thank you. You have some bug juice with your sloppy <laughs> joe. Yeah, right. Well, this is definitely one of those. Right. And uh, and you're right. It, it, it turned a little uncomfortable because I got uh, – I, I was with someone and then uh, I, a, just a casual acquaintance was seated next to us. Uh, not somebody I disliked, just someone I, I had uh, met through work a couple of times. And uh, she had with her this adorable new puppy. So this new puppy was between what? me and her. In a little, like, case of some sort? Uh, no, it's just, an, just out. Just an out dog. Okay, number one. Yeah. Dogs can't be gay. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> number two. <laughs> no. My, the, my concerns about what's happening at this restaurant. Yeah. The level of Los Angeles bullshit that's going on <laughs> at this restaurant right now. To be fair, this would also be Brooklyn bullshit. Not with the dog. Yeah, yeah no. I feel like that's isn't that isn't Brooklyn dog. I just dog, feel LA. There's is dog more bars in Brooklyn. Yeah, there's bars that will let you bring. Is your this dog a cafe in. gratitude? No, this is <laughs> this is it's at a place called it's called the Fat Dog, and they kind of pride themselves on having the dog friendly patio. I think that I, I think that at this point, uh, even people who do not live in California, where cafe gratitude exists. Know about it just because it's, it's so because laughable. It's yeah, it's so it's self-parodic. This is the this is the this is a, that's the one where you order vegan food and everything. And the name of every dish is an affirmation, right? Well, not only that, but when you say, "Oh, I, I like the um, I am gracious," they will repeat back to you, "You are gracious." And then when they oh. drop off the food, it's especially uncomfortable when like the bus boy drops off the food and it's like, "You are gracious." Yeah, <laughs> and but like those poor guys. 
should not have to do that. No. Should absolutely not, not have to do that. Not getting paid enough. <laughs> yeah. They, they're already fleeing the drug cartels. <laughs> <laughs> Tens of thousands of people are being killed every year. <laughs> they just don't want their head to be in the town yeah. square. Um, okay, so so I'm I'm at this bench and I've had all the conversation that I want to have with this woman. A, how are you? How are things? How is this mutual friend of ours? Great. Take off your top. Take off your top. Let's see him. <laughs> yeah. Let's see those jugs. She didn't want to show me. I'm done with you. Yeah, shut it sure, down. For sure. Here's the thing. This puppy was take, great. Take the puppy and shut take it the, down. Take the puppy. I don't want to talk to her anymore, but I did want to re- periodically reach down and pet the puppy. Can I do that without making conversation with her? Or each time that I wanted to pet the puppy, do I have to open up a new topic of conversation with her? Wow. Is that rude to not? Are you alone? Uh, I am with a friend. Hmm. I'm going to give you, I'm not an answer in etiquette. Mm -hmm. I'm not a master of etiquette. I am a master of netiquette. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say you just have to. So play more. Use the right emoticon. Yeah. (laughs) To convey sarcasm in an email. Okay. Ah, oh, geez. Yeah, I mean, was it was it within reaching distance? Yeah, like the puppy was was. I mean, you it could have been with me. Like that's how close we were. Yeah, I think you can touch that puppy. Yeah, and touch not... the pup. Okay, get up in there. Because I did. I petted this dog a lot during the meal. She introduced you to the dog. She right? did introduce me. To the part of what we talked about was this new dog. So your got. relationship like, with this dog is. Mm, you guys, I feel like what you're saying by doing that mm-hmm. is. Your dog is so much more interesting than you. I have it's, to. It, it was. I have, that's true. Well, it was true. I was not thing, that interested though. in this person. Yeah, but and, and that's what you're saying. Maybe you're yeah. okay with that. But you're in another. No, you're conver- right. You're yeah, in yeah. another conversation with your friend. But what? so you're taking the time from your friend to do something else. Well, you had an animal to, while talking to someone. Yeah, you have to kind of. Here's the thing. You have to act like the dog engaged you. Like, uh, uh, you know <laughs> what I mean. Was, uh, He's, at, he's asking for it. Yeah. And then you just give him, and, and you reach down with your arm, mm-hmm. but you keep your face pointed up towards your friend. Yeah. The friend that you want to talk to, the person you came with. Right. So you go, uh, you give it a little look. Uh, uh, uh. And then you got, and anyway, mm-hmm. so we put in an offer on the house. <laughs> right. You know what I'm I mean? talking about? Yeah, I'm it always talking like about to real me, estate. though, matters. from how you're describing that, that puppy, that. It just a little pet and keeping eye contact with your friend wouldn't do that. If you were to pet it, you'd want to really like get in there. Yeah, get in do there. Do a little with voice. It. <laughs> exactly. Have Give him ma- a little kiss. Have it mouth kisses. your finger. Yeah, some finger mouthing. Okay, but yeah, I did. Uh, kind of what what actually happened was I was periodically petting this dog, trying to be engaged with my friend and not acknowledging the acquaintance. But I did feel bad about it. I did feel like I was, you know, I I should have engaged with the acquaintance more. But. No, I fuck the acquaintance. Okay. Number one, the reason she got this puppy is because she's boring. Sure. She knows it. Everyone <laughs> around know knows it. it. That's why she's covering up for it by getting a puppy. Mm-hmm. Number two, you can't not play with a puppy. What are you going to do? Not play with a puppy? They're pretty cute. You're going to play with the puppy, but then you also do have to engage the owner. No, I if you had to walk over to a different table in a real norm, real slash normal mm-hmm. restaurant... And then I would say every time you walk over the table, you got to engage with the owner. But I this think- dog, you just have to do a little ah, like it's engaging with you because the owner isn't looking at it all the time. It doesn't know that it didn't nuzzle your leg or whatever. 
to get you to pay attention to Question. it. Question. Was she engrossed in a book or she was all she was with she was also with someone and they were having a conversation. All right, well I guess that changes it a bit. I'm yeah. picturing her alone, sort of sitting next to you guys. <laughs> oh, just like I brought this dog here because I need attention. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's so now I'm okay with it. Jordan, okay. did you have your parrot on your shoulder? I, I the parrot was at home. I had the python. Right. You know, Jeremy. Right. Sure. Uh, okay. Etiquette question number two. Okay. Number two. Uh, I I as as we've discussed in past episodes, I am now taking a yoga class. Yeah. I'm new to it. Yeah. Um, and there is a woman in the yoga class who will come around and help you if your pose is not right. Right. Uh, a yoga helper. Not the teacher. Not the teacher. The teacher doesn't. Yeah, the a TA. Yeah, right. A, yes, a yoga okay. TA. Uh, and uh, I, I was in the middle of something called the, the cobra pose. June, are you familiar yes, with this? Yes, it's, it's like you let you start out flat on your stomach and then you raise up with your hands, but the rest of your body is on the ground. It kind of creates a slope. Okay. I know the cobra pose, but not from the world of yoga. I know it from the world of voguing. Okay. Competitive voguing. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> So apparently I was not doing cobra pose right. My shoulders were somewhere they weren't supposed to be. So yoga helper lady comes. She's a small woman. She's a little a little woman. In the world of voguing, we would say that you weren't hissy enough. <laughs> okay. Sure. <laughs> uh, I, I, I feel like this is something you would have seen on RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, so this tiny woman comes up and she she kneels on my back. And this crushes my testicles, just crushes my <laughs> testicles against the ground. And it is so painful. And my first instinct is to cry out. Oh, my God. Ow, my balls. <laughs> oh, my God. But that, I don't want to interrupt the serenity of the yoga class. I mean, part of why you go <laughs> is for serenity. Oh, my dear God. So, I, so my testicles are crushed and this woman is sitting on me. Oh my and, and I said... I'm a little uncomfortable. I thought that was the way to to broach Play it this. down the middle, yeah. Mm, see, and I'm says, already knowing. And she says, it's supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> and meanwhile, my balls are just, it's I'm working. in so much testicular pain. <laughs> and I just wrote it out. Like, I just wrote it out. Like, I just, because, you know, those poses last a minute. And she eventually got off, and my balls are fine. I, I, the problem I is that a lot of the things that you would say wouldn't lead to a like. Let's just say right. you said, "Hey, lady, you're busting my balls here," <laughs> and she's like, "I'm just trying to help." Yeah. We all need someone to bust our balls a little bit sometimes, right? You're quite welcome. Yeah. So I don't know what what do I do in the future if so, if someone is helping me with something Same. and it hurts my balls? I because I do know that pose a bit. Sure. I would um I actually want to offer a suggestion because I would Please. think that men getting into that pose would have to do something with their balls, mm-hmm. like sort of tuck them in a, a bit more even before you get into that pose. Yeah. No, am, I, I'm, am I right about I'm that? I'm noticing a lot of stuff in yoga hurts my balls, and I'm <laughs> okay. not sure if okay. it's... I, th- I mean, obviously, this is just designed for someone without balls. Like, if you have balls, you're not really supposed to be doing any of this. Well, I think I... in a metaphorical sense, the whole premise <laughs> Right, exactly. That sounds no about right. Balls. Yeah. I do think physically there's something you could do. I don't know what it is, but there's something you could do to make it more comfortable. Mm-hmm. 
with your balls. Yeah. I mean, maybe I need to like, maybe there's some sort of- Do you have a lot of these problems with your dick and balls? I mean, I don't want to get too into it. (laughs) Please. No, I'm I'm an open book, Jesse. I know that some guys will talk about what they do with their dick and balls in various situations a lot. And I think I've got a pretty normal set of dick and balls. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't really have to worry about them that right. much. I mean, it is like just during during certain physical things, Activities. dick and balls get in the way. And this is particularly – I mean, I don't know if I have to switch underwear. I wear a boxer brief. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I would think that would be the right choice. Me too. It keeps it – you know, you it's you support. Not, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what to do – excuse me – A, about just in general yeah. my, you know, yoga plus balls. But also what if – what if I need to tell someone in yoga what they're doing is hurting my balls? You should. Tr- you, I think the answer is to wear an athletic cup. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then ask them to kick me, and then yeah. everyone will be really impressed when I don't fall down. Have you thought about asking the teacher, not the TA, but the teacher, if there's something you can do differently? Like, are you too? Would you feel uncomfortable saying the teacher? Do you have the balls to ask? Yeah, do you have the balls to do well, that? Well, you know, the teacher is a is a man. <laughs> oh, great. So, so yeah. I mean, obviously he. Has has grape sized balls, has just eat, little tiny right. balls. Um, so I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I'm sure he has a solution. It's just like getting the cocktail grapes, by the way. <laughs> right, <laughs> getting comfortable enough with this guy, right. to ask him ball questions. Should oh, I have just tough. yelled at the woman? You know what I would like get to off see? my nuts, bitch. When I played little league, uh, when I played in when I played in the uh, when I played in the San Francisco Park and Recreation baseball youth baseball league, before every practice and before every game, the team had to line up, and the coach in practice or the umpire in games would have to watch while you knocked on your ball area. Like it was a door to prove that you were wearing an athletic cup. Wow. Is there some sort of similar ritual Mm. because they don't want kids' balls to be injured? Sure. Sure, of course. And I'll tell you. You don't want that that on your conscience. In a game of softball when I was in first grade, Mm -hmm. I was seven years old, uh, I got balled by a ball. Mm -hmm. And I still remember vividly what happened. Caught a line drive to the junk. Yeah. Ouch. From a softball, and I never—you never had to ask me twice to wear a cup again. Um, I am so relieved that my genitalia is on the inside. Congratulations! Yeah. I am. Congratulations! Well, I remember—I I right remember choice. staring at my sister when I was like prepubescent, mm-hmm. and she had enormous breasts, and she was in high school, and watching her like jump off a diving board or do something, and being like, "My God, I never want those." <laughs> Those are such a problem. You know, they do gen- – I mean, they genuinely get in the way. I, mean, I, they, I, yeah. I believe it. Well, you've, you've been through it. Sure, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I imagine if there's, there's a certain yoga pose where someone was sitting on your back, it would, it would smush the boobs to the point of being Well, but painful. breasts are not as – I mean, I'm not a very well-endowed – I don't have a. You have a tiny breasts. dick. I have a yeah. Well, yes, I have a tiny, tiny penis. Huge balls, and baby. though. <laughs> Huge balls. So I can relate. Thank you. But breasts are not as you know. I don't think Tender. it's the same thing yeah. as getting hit in the boobs as hitting the balls. Yeah. From what I've seen from movies and television. Although I will say the one <laughs> <laughs> from what Adam Sandler movies have led you to believe. Okay. Well, I'll say I'll say two things on this subject. Yeah. The first is what you've seen on television. Is accurate. That is okay. like you know when people go oh, and then they're rolling oh, around on the ground. That's real. That is what it's like. 
Only they usually don't show people throwing up. So wait, are you... Which does happen. Are you saying that Adam Sandler is the greatest actor of our generation? <laughs> yeah, he's our, he's our Lawrence Olivier. Mm-hmm. I, I only wish that he had received a knighthood by now. Mm-hmm. Or at the very least, a Kentucky colonelhood. That's number one. Number sure. two, there is one really great piece of boob defensive equipment. The, there is a boob equivalent to the Athletic Cup. Did you know that? A sports bra? No, no. The, the, this is the Xena Warrior Princess commemorative chainmail. Uh, it is actually, and I know this because I fenced in high school. Uh, when you are a lady fencer, you have to take the literal equivalent, direct equivalent of an athletic cup, and put it inside your boob equipment. Oh wow! And I think it goes. I, I think it goes between your shirt bra and your shirt, or something like that. Or you have to tuck it into. You might even have to tuck it into your bra. And what's intense about it is that it's not like an athletic cup is plastic, but the boob cups are metal, which means that they're super cold. (laughs) So you have to like rub them vigorously. I remember this vividly from, you know, looking into the girls' locker room. Sure, this is all very erotic. No, when the stuff got passed out, you know, at the beginning of fencing class, um, you the girls would have to take these boob cups that they were required to wear because they would get poked in the boobs. With right. with the foil, and they would have to rub them rub them on their legs and stuff to keep them from freezing their boobs off. But why wouldn't there be metal like ball cups as well? Well, because why are I think plastic? they were originally metal, but the problem is, I think that I don't know. I, my guess would be, and I'm just guessing here, but sure. I I as a kid was wearing a ring uh, on my right hand. Uh, was climbing into a passenger van. Someone didn't see that I was doing that and slammed the door. Ouch. Um, and the ring was crushed on my finger, and my finger got grew to, like, triple size, and they had to cut it off with a sort of can opener type thing at the hospital. Oof. Um, not my finger, the right. ring. Um, that's, why, that's why I have <laughs> nine fingers. Um, I had my hand injured in a thresher accident, and now I throw a really great sinker ball. My name is Mordecai Three Finger Brown, <laughs> Baseball Hall of Famer Mordecai Three Finger Brown. Um, no, but I think that that might be it might be something related to that. Like a plastic cup would would maybe shatter rather than rather than denting. Okay, and so it wouldn't jab into you. What I'm hearing is that. Breasts are just more important. Breasts are very important to me. How about you, Jordan? Vital. (laughs) Yeah, essential. (laughs) Okay, so just to recap, yeah, I can pet any dog I want at any time. No, and not have to talk to a person. Jordan, if it's if you can pretend that it is engaging you. Okay, I don't have to. If I don't have to go through an ordeal to pet the dog. Yeah, I mean, if you don't have to, if you can play it off like the dog wants you to pet it, and I think it did. Yeah. I think it liked being petted. Of course it does. It's a fucking dog. Dogs are the best. They love it. Uh, And then also talk to my teacher about my balls. (laughs) Great. And see your doctor. Yeah, yeah. I should probably also see a doctor. (laughs) Have your balls changed since we started doing yoga? (laughs) Totally normal. (laughs) Have they they gone from cocktail to standard grape? (laughs) They're more relaxed. Like, you know, just more serene. Uh Uh-huh. Like in their just Are they more flexible? (laughs) Yeah, they're better at problem solving. Do you think that it's possible, and this is a question, 
I mean, a woman, a, a lady who is the pose adjuster in a yoga class, mm-hmm. she's probably just doing, she's probably like an actress, a writer, something like that. And she she just has jobs on the side that pay well by the hour sure. and where she can set her own hours roughly. You know, she can yeah, sign up, right. pick up some classes here and there. Do you think it's possible that she just got mixed up because she had just come from the dungeon? Oh, maybe. Maybe she's also a dominatrix. Because, I mean, yeah, what was happening to me, I would imagine, would really turn on a masochist. I think ball crushing is an important part of that, isn't it? No, I think so. Sure. And that, that, I mean, obviously it didn't injure me, you know, long term. So I guess that is a safe. It's not obvious, but I'm glad to hear it. (laughs) Sure. Uh, It's a, you know, it's a safe (laughs) form of ball crushing. I, I mean, I got a happened. pretty good look at your balls right before we started, but right. not at like the no. full examination. You didn't that slow down the car. Make me feel assured that right. there was no permanent damage. Um, what is upsetting about the story, though, is I just, I can't imagine how much pleasure she was taking in just sitting on your back and knowing you were really getting, you were really getting it. And you were really he going. Is. That's what's so upsetting mm-hmm. is that she was loving every second of it. I'm doing I'm every doing, second. I'm doing God's work. Yep. I'm doing the Lord's work out here. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, I think you got to, I think you got to hold on after class. If it's more than just this one thing where your balls and just say. Yeah. That was the most extreme example. But yes. Or you know what else? You know again. what you might consider doing? Mm. Just head over to Lululemon. <laughs> Ask the sales lady, do you have any ball-specific garments? <laughs> do you have any ball management garments? Yeah, okay. I think maybe like a you compression have to wear short. some tidy whities some real tight maybe. undies in there. I do look keep, good Keep everything right and tight. Okay. Are your boxer briefs the kind that are more boxery or more briefy? They're more a brief than they are a boxer. So oh, they right. should be. They I have should the support be, yeah. Maybe I have, yeah. Hmm. They're 100% cotton, or is there some spandex in there? There's a little spandex. Yeah, I mean, the, the, everything's everything checking you're out here, Jordan. It's right as rain. I think you're going to have to go to Lululemon, go to Under mm-hmm. Armour, and see what they've got in a compression trouser <laughs> for this purpose. Because you've got to keep them high and tight. Yeah. Can I just go to that restaurant and order the I am invincible in my balls? <laughs> <laughs> you are invincible in your balls. Mm-hmm. My your, balls are invincible? You're invincible in your balls. <laughs> your balls are invincible, they say, when they serve me my quinoa salad. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. And Dan Rayfield, ball crusher. Ha <laughs> 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 Jordan, Jesse, go this week brought to you by Ask Metafilter online at ask.metafilter.com. That would actually be a pretty solid place for you to go. Yeah, and... no, actually, actually, I might join up with old Ask Metafilter. To ask I think about that is a really good ball one. Injuries. They'll let you do it anonymously if you have a good reason. I, I mean,. I think it would be good promo for the show. Yeah, no, I can. I'll I'll use my real name. Okay, great. Yeah, <laughs> your your screen name will just be Jordan D. Morris. Right. Ball problem. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all one word. Because most of what I'll be posting about is probably ball related. I would fair. recommend at the totally least fair. just googling yoga balls on Ask Metafilter. You know, search for it. They got a little search Something's box up there. Turn up. Yeah. And I think you'll find Something a Q&A that already works. We're also brought to you by Bing. 
yes, this uh, <laughs> use Bing to search the web and your own social media networks with the new social search sidebar, allowing you to ask your friends as well as the experts. Try it online at Bing.com. Bing is for doing. Bing. Love it. Sure. Bing, 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 bing. Some Jumbotron stuff this week as well. Oh, yes, we do. Ackerworks. Um, these guys actually have made, uh, they're two uh, Loyal Max Funsters who have made uh, like little special little pins for Maximum Fun, uh, for Max Fun Con two years in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, what they do is they fabricate things in wood using lasers. Oh, great. Isn't that cool? That sounds terrific. But I mean, they make... If I needed some uh, wood altered, I would probably want them to be using lasers. They make all kinds of... They they make all kinds of, you know, cool stuff, little toys, um, presentation items, you know, stuff for industrial purposes, like all kinds of stuff. But their expertise is in manufacturing things out of wood. So Fantastic. yeah, it is this the stuff that they've that they've made for us is just the coolest stuff ever. Um, so you know, I, I think if you're looking for something like that, you couldn't go wrong with Ackerworks online at ackerworks.com. A K E R W O R K S. Uh, you can see the stuff they have there, including but not limited to musical instruments, toys. And other doodads. Uh, also, another sponsor this week on the Jumbotron, Mustache Rangers. They are podcasters and improvisers that mix in the space adventures of Buck Rogers with the awkward humor of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Or mix Buck Rogers and Samuel Beckett if you're a smart person. Basically, Buck Rogers, uh, basically uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm and Samuel Beckett are essentially the same, right? <laughs> I think essentially, yes. Uh, named the best podcast of 2011 by a Minneapolis St. Paul magazine, the Mustache Rangers have over five years of podcast archives to enjoy for zero monies. Visit mustacherangers.com or search Mustache Rangers in iTunes. If you want to sponsor an episode of Jordan Jesse Go, email Teresa at MaximumFun.org or any of our podcasts. And if you want to get up on the Jumbotron, go to MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. June Diane Raphael, awesome. June's in this mood because in the break we were talking about It's It's. I was going to say It's It. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That's all I was thinking about. Have you ever had an It's It? Yeah, I have. They're tasty. Oh, they're so Totally tasty. You know what? They're a great thing to show up to a dinner party or some such with because a lot of people don't know what they are. Yeah, local delicacy. Yeah. Yeah. Those are good. That's special. I'm really proud. I am not proud of rice aroni, but I am very – and I don't think that rice aroni actually is a San Francisco treat. I don't know what its connection to San Francisco is at all besides claiming to be the San Francisco treat. Yeah. So they're not manufactured anywhere near San Francisco. Not that or, I know yeah. of. But it's its R. That's not a, that's not a, you don't go on a field trip to the rice aroni factory. <laughs> my wife's my wife's grandpa. It's its are manufactured. I want to say in Burlingame, California, mm-hmm. just south of San Francisco, and uh, somewhere right there on the one hundred and one, right near the airport. And uh, my wife's grandpa had uh, was best friends with. She's not sure because it was a long time ago, but either the president or owner or something of it's it. And not only did he have a giant pool that she was allowed to go swimming at, but he had an outdoor freezer that was always full of itsits. <laughs> and you could always get one. You were always allowed to get one. I love the name, too, because yeah. it is it. 
Yeah. It's just it. <laughs> it's it a home run every time. Every single Where time. Where do you get them outside of San Francisco? I you, get them at Ralph's. Yeah, you can get them at, at you can get them in other places that are that you can get them here in Southern California. I get mine at Food for Less. Okay. Um, but you, I've never seen them outside of California, but maybe they are. I think they do. They stretch into some other Western states. Good. They should. Because they're tremendous. Yeah. I mean, it's just as good as it gets. It, what it is is a, sort of a dense, chewy oatmeal cookie uh, with ice cream in between that's dipped in chocolate. And it all comes out even better than that sounds. I don't even like yeah. oatmeal cookies, and Me it's neither. the best thing. Oh, it's just I, the I'll best. never have an oatmeal cookie on its own. Yeah. but And, and it's also there's something about the... It's dipped in chocolate, but isn't there a crunch to the outside too? Yeah, there's. Or is a, that just a part of the cookie? It has a it it has that nice it, it has that nice like uh like an ice cream cone that's been yeah. dipped. It's got that kind sure. of crackle yeah. feeling. And the packages there's only usually like four there's in three, a package. There's three, or three in a three box. In a box three in a box, which makes me feel like there's just amazing quality control. I have no yeah. idea mm-hmm. if that's true or not, but I feel like. It's I, it, and uh, it's really they are, each one has to go through yeah, some exactly. sort of integrity test. Exactly. I used to, I used to like cook a lot and stuff, and I'm getting back to that now. I'm slowly, but the baby really kicked my ass. And um, it, for quite some time, my wife and I have been like our big treat in our lives is there's literally no. This is a special thing about Los Angeles. There are literally zero restaurants that will deliver food to our house. Um, not even the Pizza Hut that's like three quarters of a mile away will deliver to us. <laughs> so upsetting. So we'll call Fulieros, the local pizzeria, put in an order. On the way up to Fulieros, I will stop at Food for Less, get a box of Itzits, three Itzits, then go to Fulieros, and I'll get cash when I from the checkout at the Food for Less. Go to Fulieros, it's cash only, okay. pay for my pizza, come back, we'll have pizza and Itzits. That is like the most special night. thing in my life. It's a great night. It's as good as it gets. As good as it gets. Yeah. I do appreciate also Do you guys also Italian... rent as good as it gets? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And every time we rent as good as it gets. Yeah. I appreciate an Italian restaurant that only takes cash. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're doing something right. I think almost all of the restaurants in my neighborhood only take cash. I think that it is because um, there's a lot of credit card fraud. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I get the impression that maybe like it's a combination of some of the restaurants are run by immigrants who don't have the necessary paperwork to get a credit card account yeah. or something like they manage yeah. like the real estate market in my neighborhood is such that they'll sort of it, it's like those car lots that will sell you a car without an without a driver's license right. <laughs> and they have a big sign that says no driver's license necessary to buy a car here we will take cash so it's like that for real estate but mastercard doesn't know about that right they don't know what they're leaving on the table and so yeah it's almost all cash only at the restaurants it, i guess it just makes me feel like it's an authentic immigrant yeah experience sure. dining experience absolutely food first business second thank you yeah. uh yeah i was i get mad at everything that doesn't cre- take credit cards except restaurants and then i feel bad if i 
want to pay with a credit card at a non-credit card restaurant. Everything else, I'll get a little pissy about it. Like if I'm uh, like leaving a parking garage and they're like cash only, I'll be a little bit of a dick about it. But a restaurant, I'm like, oh, God, I'm so sorry. Is there an ATM around somewhere? Yeah, I'm really like respectful of that. And a parking garage is a place where you're you're paying a four dollar bill. So right, twenty percent of that money would be going to the credit card company if they did take credit cards. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I I I, I got to tell you, if you want to go to some cash only restaurants, come to my neighborhood. Let's go to La Abeja. Let's let's go to Fulleros. Sure. You know, let's go get some pupusas. Sure. Let's go to Papa Pollo. Papa Pollo did take credit cards, but their credit card machine has been broken for like two months. I just never – well, you must always have to have cash on you now because yeah. I never have cash I on I just got to roll deep with the cash. Oh. But it's – I mean I've been selling you drugs like to on go, the street you like as to well. Go, you like to make it rain when you go into these places too, <laughs> yeah, right? That's the other thing. And I mean all these places have strippers. So I try and right, keep, we'll a, I try right, and right, keep right. a lot of ones in my, in my pocket. June, it has been a joy to have you on our program. Thank you for having me. It is always a joy to see – June Diane Raphael. Yes, I agree. I agree. (laughs) It's just like that was just such a fact. You know, it's like how do you respond to something that is just understood? Like if I said, hey, guys, uh, inhale oxygen and exhale carbon dioxide, you wouldn't know what to say to that because it's just understood. It's that easy. Yeah. Right. You know what I like to inhale? The good vibes from June Diane Raphael. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Silence? Silence it's again. It's true. It's true. Because it's a simple, plain it's fact. It's just a fact. It's just a fact. You can it's catch- neither here nor there. You can catch June on her hit podcast, How Did This Get Made, with our friend Paul Shear, at uh, all, uh, discussing terrible films, uh, and not quite terrible films, just deeply problematic, often deeply flawed films. Yeah, that's right. That's about right. It's or just crazy flawed. films. Or just insanity. Yeah. yeah. Just pure insanity. Yeah, I would say the primary the primary uh, mode of rhetoric on that program is Marvel. Yes. Just a sort of competitive marveling mm-hmm. at something, at the strange choices that have been made yes. in a given piece of cinematic entertainment. It's a delightful <laughs> exactly. show. Um, she's also on The Burning Love, which is as funny as it gets. Anything else exciting happening for you right now, June? That's uh, two pretty good things. Yeah, those are pr- two pretty good plugs. Um, Burning Love, you can watch on burninglove.com. You're also getting plugs. And I am mm-hmm. getting hair plugs. Yeah. God, I need them. Yeah. Yes. Wait. Your, your yes. widow's peak is out of I control. Can't wait. Yeah, geez, what are you, the Adams in. Family and the new <laughs> Adams Family sitcom? Yeah, so. Um, can I pitch you guys an idea that I have for a gag cartoon? Yeah. Okay, so it's a courtroom scene, and um, what's the dad of the uh, what's the dad of the uh, Adams family named? Gomez. Morticia Gomez. Yeah. So Gomez is on the stand, and there's a lawyer, you know, cross cross. This is like a New Yorker him. cartoon. Yeah, it's like a New Yorker cartoon, okay. or like, maybe for Playboy. Yeah, who knows? Sure. Oh, because it's going to be a let's little not, randy. Let's it's not, not limit be, it. Right it's now. not going to be randy, but I'm just saying it. it you know, sure. the, different places carry gag cartoons, so. It's it's Gomez on the stand, and um, and then the the lawyer who's cross examining him says, "All right, Miss, all right, Mister Adams, tell me, explain to us one more time how this family of yours started." I don't get it because it started when Uncle Fester farted. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? Wait, why are they? The in Adams a family started when Uncle Fester farted. Wait, but why are who, they in a courtroom? Brian, yeah. is this? <laughs> What are you talking? Did it? Because is that, is they, that... Brian is shaking his head at me. God damn it. People are going to email you two 
and say, I got it. Oh, this is going to be worse than when I confused Charisma Carpenter and Elijah Dushku. <laughs> <laughs> no, what are you talking? I don't get it. You know, the Adams family started when, when Uncle, Uncle Fester farted. farted. So he's just all... being cross-examined about because the, those aren't the lyrics to the, the jury. That song doesn't have lyrics, though. The jury's it's just, not going to. The jury's doesn't believe it when he says that the Adams family started when Uncle Fester farted. I guess the questions that are Wait, coming up for you... me are why are we in court? Or okay. Well, how about this? Who sings? It's an Those inter- aren't the words to the song, inter- though. That song doesn't have it's words. It's an interrogation. It's just, <laughs> no, the Adams family started when, when Uncle Fester farted. farted. I don't know the rest of it. That's the most important part. I know it. Is that? Are it's, those the worst yes, the theme song? And now, they're, and now they're all retarded. Yeah. The Adams family. They don't say retarded. This was made in the 50s. They're not going to say retarded in a theme song? Number one, it was not made in the 50s. It was made in the 60s. Okay. Number two, yes, they are. They, they, look, have either have either of you? I'm not. Look, is I'm it, not gonna. Okay. It's a great idea for a gag strip. Okay, I'm gonna get together with David just, Mamet, who pitches gag strips to the New Yorker <laughs> all the time and has never had one accepted. In the theme song, they say the family's retarded. That's like it's like it's not the actual theme song. It's, it's just like sort happy of birthday like, to you. You live in a zoo. You, you look like, like a monkey, monkey and you smell like, like one too. It's like that. It's like that. Those, of course, aren't the words to happy birthday, okay. but everybody knows that. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's like Commissioner Gordon and Batman Robin laid an egg. <laughs> okay, you know what I'm talking about. I I kind of do. So this is something that like a like a. Like kids would sing on the playground. Exactly. You know what? I regret that I said this on the show. Yeah. I still want to know why they're in court. But it's not. Yeah. What did they do? How did? Is, is it like is, a copyright lawsuit? Some shit, <laughs> <laughs> shit, shit went down. I don't know. They could also be in a, like a police interrogation room. Does? It, but you're and saying that I'm in the says, minority because I don't know that that alternate version. And of the, the detective song. is writing notes. The detective yeah. is writing notes and and. Gomez is in the is in the bright lights of the interrogation room. How about that? Has someone died in the family? And the so reason that's why we have to I go- want to be clear: the reason that I regret saying this here is not because you two were too stupid to get it. Yeah, <laughs> it was because someone else is now going to take my idea and run with it and become a millionaire. They're going to. How much money do you make if one of Let's say it got published in Playboy. Well, so, if you get published in Playboy, I think you probably get five hundred bucks. That sounds about right. However, in addition to that $500, you got ancillary revenue streams. T-shirts. Oh, sure. Gag-a-day calendars. <laughs> <laughs> it's only the one says, gag. Same well, gag. I only have one gag. But, okay. You know. So how much does one gag out of a gag-a-day calendar, do you think, how much money do you think you'd get for that? No, it's on all of the days. That's the oh, thing. it's on all it's of the It's the days. Uncle Fester okay. farted gag-a-day calendar. I see. So it's got Uncle Fester on there, and, and they don't show a fart. Like, it's not like fart lines, but he's got, like, one eyebrow raised. Like, you know what so just you know. happened. <laughs> you know what's <laughs> happened. You know what's <laughs> farted. Because we're all on the same page. We all know yeah. about what happened when, when uh, how the Adams Family got started. Huh. Right. You could have a book, The Origins of the Adams Family. Yeah. I don't think everyone knows this song. A miniseries? I do think, Jordan, a lot of people do know this song. That I will give you. I think a lot of people know this song. And also, it's a really great gag. I mean, it's a really airtight, solid gag. I'm still not understanding. Well, (laughs) technically, it's not airtight because, you know. Yeah, that's okay. I do know about about farting. Yeah, this thing is great. Can it just be members of the Adams family farting? Is that the same thing? 
No, that's literal. It's, show, it's a, like a show-don't-tell thing. You, you have to let the audience put the pieces together yeah. unless they are like the Adams Family retarded. Shouldn't, though, he be Jordan. sort of like making a family tree with They're someone? Not... I guess I'm still getting tripped up on like why we're then setting Then the stakes are too low. Then the stakes, you got to keep, you got to have high stakes. Right. You got to get the stakes up. He could be at the Mormon, you know, trying to figure out if he's getting into Mormon heaven. And the Mormon elder who's mm-hmm. putting together his family tree asks it. But conveying that visually would be relatively yeah, complicated. Why is this Mormon heaven? Yeah. And why, just has to have like why are the, shirts Who and knew ties that the something? Adams family were Mormons? I don't think that comes across in the show. Right. But, I mean, we'd have to convey it in the cartoon. In the world of the cartoon, I mean, the cartoon is non-canonical. Okay. So it's not part of the continuity of the show. Does it take place in the same universe as the Super Nintendo game, Fester's Quest? <laughs> yes. Okay. It's in the Super Nintendo oh, game. Oh, now I like it. Right. So it is in the <laughs> yeah. Fester's Quest world. It is also in- The Fester's Quest-iverse. It's also <laughs> also taking place in that world, not the Broadway musical, right? but yes, the MC Hammer song. Oh, Okay. Adam's Family yeah, th- Values does take place in this world, but the original Adam's Family movie takes place in the other world. Is this in the all TV world? This is all in Earth six one six, right? No, it's on Bizarro World. Okay, well, never mind. I only I only get involved with projects that take place on Earth six one six. It's part of the Ultimate Universe. Oh, well, it has a Latino Spider Man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, two zero six nine eight four four fun is our te- telephone number. JJ Go at maximumfun.org is our email address. Brian Fernandez manning the boards. Thank you, Brian. Our theme music, "Love You" by the Free Design, courtesy of the Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. We'll be back next week on Jordan Jesse Go. <laughs>